Hi, welcome to Wake TV. So today Sue and I are going to talk about how to break through repeating generational patterns and we're going to share our insights and experiences. Enjoy! Hi, welcome to Wake TV. So today we're gonna talk about breaking through generational curses and family lineage of patterns. So this will be really interesting conversation. And then I have a, my insight and the stuff to share with and so on too. So according to the, you know, my own experiences, we carry out emotional memories and emotional energetic stuff through the cells. That's how we can pass on all kinds of patterns from your ancestors, not just your family, but ancestors, right? And since we have our bodies, we, even though we never had this kind of patterns and uh, stuff like that, we were tiered to be in the family. And then we take on the pattern because we have a body, because we take on the body. And then we started experiencing it and then how we can break this out. So Sue, what is your point of view on this? Well, I'm still processing it as far as uh, getting it clear in my own mind and energetic fields. So I work with it um, as far as, so for example, I've heard that every life we've ever lived is all going on now because there is no time there's only the illusion of time and the pattern and energetics of all of those lifetimes are existing in our DNA mm -hmm. in the cells, like you said. And so that, if that's true, um, what you just said makes sense to me because once we choose a body and it is of course linked to a lineage a heritage our ancestors that dna is also going to contain their dna and so that's a that's a like an, an eternal connection yeah. so for example like we were just talking about allergies okay so somebody has an allergy to trees you know and and, and environmental allergies right and yeah doctors will kind of tell you, well, that, that can be genetic, you know, it can be passed on. And, um, so what do we do about that? Um, we say, oh, we're powerless where it's genetic. And I say, I don't think so. And I'll, I'll tell you why. Um, our minds, our thoughts are always creating our reality, our hologram, uh, um, what we're experiencing. And so, I believe that when I have a certain belief about myself, in other words, um, oh, I have blonde hair, or I have, um, I have good skin, or my skin tans well in the sun. Those beliefs, because you can change hair color, so I decided to use a different example. If I have that fundamental belief, my body is generally going to say, okay, that's what, we're, that's what we do. It listens to our thoughts about ourselves. Yeah. So that's going to be my reality because it's been that way all along. And I say, okay, so what if I say okay to an allergy? Um, as a child, I was told 
well, you know, we allergies tend to run in the family. You got to be careful, you know, and then you, as a child, you start experiencing these symptoms because they are in your DNA and you believe it. And it's being reinforced by your family. That's telling you, this is common for you. This is normal. But then what if you go along and you say, now, wait a minute, I have the power of creationship in my body and my reality. Maybe I'm not allergic anymore. Um, or maybe I've outgrown it. And what if that, that ability to just make a decision and then you keep reinforcing it with that thought. So if you backslide a little bit and you go, oh, I, I can't do that. I have an allergy. And then you go, no, wait a minute. I can do that. I don't have any allergies. Mm -hmm. And you keep consistently reinforcing that thought, a new thought. What if we're energetically shifting literally our DNA as well and we're and our body's going, okay, we're not allergic. We can do that. Mm -hmm. um, so I was telling you about an example with my friend in high school who was sitting in my mother's <laughs> living room um, having a visit with us for an hour. And we had three cats at that time, but none of, he hadn't seen any of them for that entire first hour that we were sitting and talking and laughing and then all of a sudden the cat passes by the high, uh through the hallway and into the other room and he saw the cat and he goes oh I'm allergic to cats and he starts sneezing and tearing up and snotting and literally just went bombastic this allergy that showed up and I even as a kid I I, I saw that and I went wait a minute you've just been sitting in our house for an entire hour it's not like the cat just got up on his lap and put his tail in his face or something he just walked by the hallway so that kind of showed me in my youth that our minds are very powerful tools and and I didn't fully you know know the concepts that I understand now but um, we can consciously create our health, our physicality, our well-being, just by our thoughts. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so I'll give you another example. My son, my youngest son had um, uh, asthma as a young child and um, he had allergies and he was doing the inhalers and um, allergy pills and all this other stuff. And once he got really into sports, uh, like big, solid, loving sports. He played soccer, baseball, tried football. Um, he just was really loving the sports. He somewhere along the line made a decision that he didn't, he didn't want to have asthma. He didn't want to be allergic to anything. And to this day, he doesn't take allergy pills. He doesn't need an inhaler anymore. And of course wow. the doctor yeah. And, 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 and the doctor said, well, you grew out of it. You know, a lot of kids grow out of allergies, maybe, and I'm no doctor, but I think he made a decision. He's like, I'm just, I don't need this. I don't want this. This is not my reality. And that's my contention that we have that power that we can decide but it does take work. I mean, these old patterns or things that we were told as children that is genetic or, oh, you're predisposed to this or, you know, the more we think I'm going to get it, I'm going to get it. Oh, it's going to happen to me like cancer. Like it, they ask you history. Do, does anybody in your family have breast cancer? Well, 
what do they do after that? They then convince you, you need testing all the time, that you're at high risk to get it. So your thoughts are always confirming that, oh, I'm going to get cancer. Oh, I, there's a really high chance I'm going to get cancer. So we're in those fear thoughts. And chances are what we're doing is we're bringing it to us because we're thinking about it so much and we're so fearful of it. Mm -hmm. How about we change that, shift those thoughts into I'm, I'm perfectly healthy. I feel well today. I am whatever it is you want to be. If you want to lose weight, stop thinking that you can't stop thinking, stop saying to yourself, I've tried every diet there is and nothing works for me. Those thoughts are going to keep reinforcing that you oh, yeah. can't lose weight mm -hmm. and they're BS. In my opinion, um, I've been every weight, <laughs> you know, I've been, uh, everything from a size 14 to a size six in my adult life. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you what we're thinking and, and the amount of stress that we're putting into our lives by worrying about things and being fearful that affects everything your body hears all of that and and if you're fearful your body may say oh we need to be protected because she's afraid she's in danger and so we might pack weight on as a protective mechanism what are your yeah. thoughts what does um, it sound crazy well to me you know we hypnotize ourselves right by repeating it so we better be mindful about what we say to ourselves. So personally, right now, I just coughed like, I don't know, five minutes ago because I have a high hay fever and then usually comes with cough. So that was gone good like maybe six, seven years because I was taking stinging nettles and then eventually it's gone. And that was the tips I got from a guy who was born for, with asthma and allergy. And I tried it and then it worked on me. Like I had to take it the season before my spring fever comes, which spring. And then as soon as summer hits, it goes away. But it's really hard because I'm coughing all the time. I feel feverish and then eyes and the runny nose. So I feel like I'm having like cold all the time, right? So, the coughing part takes a lot of energy out of it. But physical manifestation or physical changing yourself part takes a lot of um, faith, right? Because my spring allergy was gone. And then it suddenly came back because I was in Japan and springtime when they have a lot of pollen. And then I think... My mom was being my mom and it was very difficult to be with and they suddenly came back. And I was fine here, you know, but my allergy originally started in New York. Um, cells reborn every 90 days. So when we work on ourselves energetically, we can reborn completely in different body every 90 days. So be careful of the messages we're giving our body, Definitely. you know, because like if you go back just a little bit and you say, you know, you were OK in New York and then you went to visit your mom in Japan and you started having the allergies again, I kind of in my mind made a connection to the genetic part because your lineage is from Jap Japan and whenever your mom 
whenever you're around your mom, it sort of triggers you and connects you back to the energy of your lineage. And, and her particular behavior is, um, it triggers you, I think. And you've changed so much from the ways of your family that, but every time you get a reminder of it, maybe the allergy was saying to you, I don't like this. This is not who I am, right? Yeah, you know what's interesting? Um, after that, like, I was speaking to our colleague, and then she was saying, maybe you're not allergic to any kind of pollen. I tested, and then I'm pretty much allergic to everything. It's, it's yeah. kind of like our body is our body is communicating with us. Mm -hmm. I don't want this in my environment. Yeah. I think that, you know, we have these beliefs that we have something and it's told to us by a doctor or family or whatever. And I think what, you know, part of breaking away and releasing family patterns is making a decision to, to stop thinking that way and think differently because we are creators and we can create a new reality for ourselves. And so, but I can't do it by telling myself I'm allergic. I can't yeah. do it by telling myself that um, I can't lose weight. I can't, I can't create health in my body if I'm always worried about getting cancer or if I'm always worried that um, some virus is going to come along and make me really sick and take my life away. I mean, that's not the stuff Right. that makes us healthy it we're creating our own picture and so it we've got to be very 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 careful what messages we're telling our body and and i think that's how we break the generational patterns um the ties that we have to D even dna we can we can shift that dna even if it's something that's happened in every generation of a family it doesn't mean necessarily you're going to manifest it unless you believe it we can break and shift our DNA just by our thoughts, just by our beliefs about a thing. Well, how I manifested was back then, I wanted to understand my ex-husband. So I manifested hay fever, right? I think I, I manifested the hay fever because I wanted to understand him or why he doesn't have a physical, you know, energy. Mm -hmm. And after I started having my condition, because my lungs get weak and then I get I have to cough. So I my energy level means like I could work 120%, like 12 hours or 14 hours. I only could do eight. Mm -hmm. I'm using as an example because I don't have that much energy. So I understood him, right? Right? Because I was kind of in similar situation. Tinctures and and introducing, like you said, the stinging nettles. So yeah, yeah. I like what you know. Yeah, the the placebo effect. Why does that work when other people rely on medicine so much? Um, and I think it's again, it connects to what we're talking about, which is the belief about a thing. So, like my, I was told by um, a natural chemist that tinctures worked. I'm not saying the word greatly, but um, a tincture. It's a little bit of medicine in fluid and you introduce it in your body. And I said, well, why does that work instead of getting a full dose? And they said, because it's, you're telling your body, you're giving it a message just by having a little bit of the, um, of the herb in there, you're telling it what you want it to do, which is heal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And so by you telling your body with the stinging nettles that you were done with, you were done experiencing hay fever, your body listened. Yeah, it was gone a long time ago until Japan. But I think the trigger trigger was my mom, not the body. That's the point, right? This is what I'm trying to say. So I notice, like you, that when I'm around people that I don't necessarily want to spend time with, that my allergies kick up. All of us, my nose gets stuffy, my eyes watery, I, I get tired, I feel dull headed. And I've been diagnosed many, many years ago with allergy, you know, um, environmental allergies. But why would it be that? In, in most situations, I'm fine. I don't take an allergy pill or, or a tincture or stinging nettles. I don't take any of that and I'm fine. And then all of a sudden, you know, around certain, I'm noticing that around certain people, all of a sudden I start getting these allergies. That can't be a yeah, That's a good sign. But, you know, also you tell yourself you have allergy, right? Like my, I, my allergy came back and then I told myself, whatever, right? And then that you telling yourself you, your allergy came back, I thought you cured, whatever. So it came back. Like then you're gonna start the reacting to pollen. That's how, oh, we are not a medical doctor. So this is not a medical advice, guys. We're just sharing our insight, like personal insight. It doesn't probably necessarily apply to any of you. We're not medical professionals. So just we are putting that notes. But anyway, yeah. so. Yeah, because when your thoughts come in, what you were just saying, when your thought comes in, oh, maybe I have allergies, then all of a sudden your body goes, okay, and it starts responding to the pollen. Yeah, that was my observation for this year, because my allergy was fine until Japan. And then it kicked on. I was like, oh, I thought I healed, right? So I came back, and then it healed. And then this year I'm coughing like crazy. And then I kind of like, I'm, I'm not coughing like crazy. I just coughed a little bit. But the thing is, my thing came back because I happened to be surrounded by, you know, I was at the botanical garden like last weekend. And then I was surrounded by all these trees and the gardens. It was beautiful, by the way. And then my body started reacting to, okay, you have a hay fever, you have allergy. And you have to wonder, did you subconsciously or just very at the edge of your consciousness go, oh, there's a lot of flower and trees. I wonder if I'm going to have trouble with my allergies. I mean, can you recall? Did you have that thought? No. Okay. I have that thought more to other cats. Ah, okay. You know, because. See, for me, I don't think about my allergies at all. And all of a sudden they you know, I start noticing that. So people who are scientific would say, well, the pollen count was higher that day. That's why you had the allergy. It's not the people you're around. It's possible. It It, it is a possibility. I'm not going to say, but I think, I think our thoughts and beliefs about things have more to do with it. And I think if we really want to detach ourselves from a, um, a, a heritage or a lineage, um, a habit, or, you know, it's the word I'm looking for, patterns. Um, we have to change our thoughts about it. Yeah, and, and the physical manifestation is a very strong one, right? 
energy. Yeah. It's very easy to change your energy or vibration. But physically, it's like a so real and so convincing, right? So after your energy come back, you kind of convince yourself, oh, you, are you one cured? And I'll shift to, to another thought too. Um, bringing in for myself, and I just figured this out today. So I'm sharing it with you as I'm getting it myself. Um, but uh, my pattern that I'm trying to, or I'm going to let go of is uh, a lineage thing. And it has to do with, uh, you know, I'm from an old European family. And um, well, they're all old, aren't they? <laughs> when you talk about ancestors, but um, that did not believe in um, abundance that did not believe that good things could happen in their lives they they just sort of existed you know it was always survival life and then I would notice with my family members that as soon as something good was happening they couldn't embody the joy because they're just waiting for what's going to go wrong they 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 think to themselves well this can't last so they're just already thinking about what's going to go wrong next there's, and we call that pessimism, right? But I think it's it's way deeper than that. It's it's just not believing that good things can come into your life, not having had examples of it, or maybe not fully embodying the examples. Um, so for me, how I counter that pattern in my family is, I look at all the li- what we call the little things, and I just pull all the joy out of it. You know, for example, my cat just came in my room a little bit ago and she's sitting on the bed and I just love her and she gave me a pretty smile and she's blinking her eyes at me and I so she's telling me she loves me and I'm just finding so much joy in that and people would go oh big deal you know but if we're always waiting for the big things to happen in life we miss all the little things and so this is how I'm kind of shifting my lineage of always waiting for something bad to happen to just recognizing all the little good things that are happening right now and and enjoying it finding the joy in it because i think that's how i'll shift that whole family lineage of uh some pretty difficult lives you know if i'm being honest um to to stepping into the life that i want to have which is is being joyful mm-hmm. and creating creating out of joy not out of fear or being unconscious about it like creating because someone told me this is the way it is mm-hmm. you know yeah that makes sense so it is important like you know the reason why we go through we go through this like all this uh, emotion up and down like we talked about last time not the last last time i don't know a couple of episodes ago um the reason we go through that is to release our old vibrations which is no longer serving you or serving me or serving us you know uh, that's including ancestor ancestral lineage of whatever the stuff you carry on to ourselves so that could be physical condition that could be emotional um, patterns or could be emotional beliefs right so that's we inherit it because some people say, hey, because my mom had this and that, or my dad had this and that, you know, illness-wise, and then I'm going to get it, which is not true, because the reason why you get those is 
50% is environmental cause and 50% is genetic cause. So they did a study of the twins, like if um, the illness, the illness shows up in one twin, and then theoretically, if you your parents had this, you, you are supposedly having it, then both need to get, you know, or will get illness, right? That didn't happen. Yeah, but I, I think it's a potential. Like if, if your family lineage has this, so you said environmental and then you said genetic, but what about the energy? Or no, genetic. I said energy. So you said environmental and then you said genetic. What about it's, it could be all of that, but it needs the spark of energy that says, I believe in this to activate it so why one twin would get it and the other wouldn't maybe because the one twin i mean as we grow up too we have free will and our thoughts and our choices just because they're genetically identical doesn't mean they're going to activate certain things within their that's the point of the experiment right so environmental is including person like us our thought our vibration as well. So okay, so when you said vi- environmental, you didn't mean pollution. I think some people would get confused. When you said environmental, you mean... What is, what are external factors? Okay. External factors besides genetic. You had the allergy in New York, and then you overcame it. Mm-hmm. So then you go back to your heritage and to your mother who is a trigger for you of things you don't like in your environment, right? You didn't, you don't love that environment. That's not where you want to be anymore, especially like when you get, when you eat, say you're eating uh, pasta and you caught the flu at the same time and then you vomit because you have the flu, Mm -hmm. you blame the pasta. You might say, well, something was wrong with that pasta or you say, I'm never going to eat that again because the association is so gross. It's like, oh man, that vomiting, you're not going to forget it anytime soon. So maybe you go a couple years before you eat pasta again, or at least lasagna, because your association yeah, so that flu is so yeah. gross that it brings about a visceral reaction to you when you think about lasagna. I don't know. I'm just throwing stuff out there, but I think energetically we're the ones who are in the driver's seat, you know, yeah, and we that's can... what I'm saying. Like we are the one who is creating this unconscious level or whatever that is. And then uh root cause or stuff is triggering us, then plus, you know, now you recognize or you admit telling yourselves, I have allergy, right? Then your body is programmed by it. But you know, that's my thought as well like trigger association and then you confirm with admitting it or or say or believing it saying to yourself yeah, over, it over and over right now yeah I'm myself i have allergy right that's why i gotta take care of that part like sometimes yeah. in the weekend or spe- and especially if you tell you know when you go out into public and you're talking to other people and you say oh I have these allergies or oh I have this illness or gee my whole family got cancer at this age probably I'm going to have cancer at this age um those those affirmations are probably because now you're doing thoughts words 
and you're acting upon it like it, it is in your worrying about it. So like we're, we're taking all the tools of creation and we're putting it towards something we don't want. Yeah, we're creating by talking with other people. I talked about my allergy like a couple of days ago, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and then you kind of do it unconsciously, right? When you're talking, you're not always creator's mode. Like you, you think you're just talking the facts, right? But by doing that, you're creating that version of the reality. While you're, you're, forgetting, yeah. you're forgetting, you had another reality. You lived for good long years. You didn't have a, you know. You didn't have that problem. Strategy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I can roll with that 100%. And, and, you know, so I think for me, just in conclusion, I would say, um, if anybody asked my advice on it, I'd say, if, if you have something that you're telling yourself, and you consider it as your fact, take a look back into your heritage and say, how many times did I hear that message? And is it is it possible that it isn't true? Yeah, that's a good question to ask. Open, you know, what if it isn't this way? What if I'm not going to get this? What if I'm totally healthy? And um, what if, you know, like, say, if, if it's weight that you're trying to overcome, like, say, maybe you wanted to have um, a slimmer body or something like that. Maybe you go, um, well, what if that's just right around the corner for me? And I, I, I'm by when I feel better on the inside, then all of that can just fall off of me and it'll be effortless. You know, change the dialogue in your mind and your body will follow suit. Yeah, it especially it comes to do is the belief you're having about something like a you know negative belief you can kind of start telling something different to yourself that's something we all can do right mm. yeah i mean in, in even if you can't believe the opposite right away then just say what if what if it's possible that it is this way instead and just let that let that percolate. And what I do is I call in my guides and I say, um, help me to clear my thinking. You know, the angels, my guides, Christ consciousness. Um, we can ask for help. We don't have to do all this by ourselves. Yeah. And, and I feel it right away when I, I say, help me to clear these thoughts. Help me to clear this fear. You know, but I, I do ask, I say, help me to understand it, you know, where it comes from first, because I do always like to know the origin of things. I find that it's easier to clear something if we know where it came from. But oh, if I can't get that answer, it, it doesn't always come. Usually it comes. But if I can't get that answer, I just say, you know, I thank you for being with me and helping me clear this um, and bringing in the light and the new energy. And um, so, you know, in that way, we're, people are, can help hypnotize themselves they can they can um you know what we do in quantum healing they can do it on a smaller scale whereas they just have made a decision and an intention for perfect health or abundance to come in their lives though there isn't another nasty thing coming my way in my case today there's nothing that's going to happen now that i haven't already gotten through and and been fine about so i don't need to think about what happens when something bad comes along? I'll take care of it. Let's look at the joyful things. Let's appreciate what I'm looking forward to. You know, my move to Florida, selling my house, um, continuing doing quantum healing, uh, watching my son graduate, watching my other son get his new place. 
um, seeing my grandkids again. Those are the things that I could focus on that are way better and they feel way better than thinking about some bullshit coming out of the blue to blindside me and make my life hell again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that's a pattern. That's a pattern that I learned from my family. So damn, I'm really ready to let go of it. That's my, that's my shtick. Any, any final thoughts on your end of, uh, you know, well, you know, people going through physical condition, you know, that could be allergy or more severe thing. And that could be difficult to overcome. So it might not happen overnight. But um, because physicality is extremely like solid evidence, right? Dense, yeah, it's you dense. Know, we can we can always go in toward the direction of improvement and then one step at a time. So I definitely gonna work on myself on this weekend about my allergy issues because I think that now I started to recognize more and more about the association. Not always, not always, because I do have allergy with next to the people I like. I was sneezing near my girlfriend. I have no issue with her, you know? So, well, like you said, once you get the thoughts rolling, yeah, once you get thoughts yeah. rolling at the meeting, you have allergy, then you're going to reacting no matter who you're with. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I, I kind of like uh, noticed you get really worse when you are like next to someone you are not really fond of. Yeah. So that's kind of like a something I never ever realized until this year. You know who did some really great work um, about what we're talking about is Louise Hay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I heard that. I heard from, that. I heard yeah. That. yeah. I, I've read her books and um, in one of her books, I think it's called You Can Heal Your Life. There's a chart um, with all different kind of ailments and kind of what your body might be telling you, like what the issue might be related to. Like if you have an abscess tooth, if you have a, uh, a vertebrae in your back that's a problematic, if you have skin issues, she gives some really nice. I, I still look at those. Uh, my guide said, don't, don't limit the possibility to the cause of that. But I, right. I, that's why I, I say goodbye to the book, <laughs> but. Well, I yeah. think it's a good, like, it's just an in know, a good introduction. A, that's a, yeah, that's a it's good. A, it's no, a good I, introduction to thinking that way. In yeah, other words, in understanding that there's a metaphysical cause to your mm -hmm. illness, not, yeah. not subjecting it to just genetics or bad luck. And, um, and then when you get a session, I mean, I've found in my sessions with clients that um, some of their ailments were related to other things, not necessarily what was in Louise's book, but um, very personal to them. Yeah. And um, so then, you know, they had the session and they could recognize what was the root cause of that illness and then begin to heal it. Um, and then, of course, we bring in the, the energetics, the... Uh, the higher um, energized uh, beings that can come in and actually do healing for them because that's their intention. But I just think Louise's work is kind of um, pioneering because she's one yeah, of the first ones out there saying, hey guys, don't let the doctors tell you this and, th and let that be your reality. They're saying, she's saying dig deeper, go with it. She healed herself from cancer. She, she had stage four cervical cancer. So that's no small thing. 
And if she could heal that just by um, changing her diet and, um, and believing and, and healing the old wounds that were probably the energetic cause for that cancer, yeah, um, then you can do anything. You yeah, know, we, so. we can do anything. And then I read more, uh, Anita Morjani's book, um, Dying to Be Me. That was a good one too. She was end stage cancer as well. And she actually went into a coma and had a near death experience. Um, it was, it's a really great read if, and it's a quick read too. It's not like it's a book where you have to invest lots and lots of time, but um, we really do create this and we can change it. If we've created it, we can change it. It takes yeah. a little while. Like you said, you get the ball rolling and sometimes you're going to have these symptoms or you might have this illness longer. You may need to take the medication longer that your doctors put you on. You don't want to just quit anything. And like Erica said, we're not doctors. We're not giving medical advice. But what I'm saying is like once you shift the direction of the illness because you're changing the root cause of it, which is belief in it, then it can go the other way. Yeah, can go toward the improvement, definitely. Because that's what Dr. Joe Dispenza was talking about, right? If you can create it, you can disappear. That's what he was saying. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of Dr. Joe Dispenza. So you know, that's what we are talking about as well. In our point of view, you know, that's sharing our insight. As a people who are dealing with you know, a lot of changes in energetic level. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, we started the conversation with, um, you know, releasing habits, you know, family line heritage type habits. Um, we have, If we're aware of it, then we can change it. Yeah, that's what Bashar is saying. So anything we inherit from our family, whatever that is, right, we can... First, we don't have to accept it, right? I, I'm not gonna accept any of the illness, you know, my family had. No way, because I don't believe in that. That's only 50% of potential. So if you live in a super healthy lifestyle, you know, it won't happen. So that's my belief, right? So, however, it's very important to anything like belief, you know, all this money belief or all this, uh, relationship belief or whatever the belief we are having, that's more of we are programmed more like a subconscious level. And then sometimes we had to dig deeper to, you know, find out what this belief is. Is this yours or is this you inherited from your parents or, you know, when you're little, so you started to believe in that. And then not always that is helpful. And by being aware of that, that is the first step of releasing yourself from this family, you know, generational forces. And that's something I wanted to share. And next week, Sue and I are going to talk about, what are we going to talk about next week? Oh, gosh. We'll, we'll let you know on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> our, our, our topics change in a, on a dime. So let's see what the energy is on the day. But uh we think we are planning to talk about we're thinking of talking about taking full responsibility for creationship which kind of goes in line with what we're talking about today but we'll see how we do on friday right 
Yeah, but we're going to talk about that topic eventually anyway. It's just like uh, going back to the source topic, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It kind of it kind of embeds itself in a whole lot of other topics too, so. Yeah, so I, I don't feel like talk about that next week. I Sounds I good. Yeah. Sounds good. So we're going to talk about that. So please share, like, subscribe. And if you guys think this, you know, our podcast, this YouTube thing is really something other people around you need to know, please share that too. And thank you so much. We see you guys next week. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. We see you guys next week. Bye.